you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Well, the A's lost. Oh, hey, also, uh, how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 353 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's lost again. And their playoff hopes are really, really starting to dwindle right now. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Paul Blackburn and some of the tough luck that he received. He pitched okay, but tough luck. Um, and then we're going to be talking about Sam Mole, who, what, what's that about? He's been really, really good. I'm going to uplift people's spirits by talking about ace reliever Sam Mole. And also we're talking about uh, medals and, and just uh, doing great things. And then also we're going to bring it back down a little bit with uh, just talking about uh, Mark Canna's struggle since he came back from the injured list in July. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before we get into any of that, this episode is being brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me on Thursday at game time to get in on the action. Also make sure to follow this podcast, uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts, follow us on the, our new YouTube channel. We're up to 77 subscribers. You guys we're get let's break a hundred. Let's aim for a hundred and then we'll aim for like 10,000 and, uh, we'll just have no gap in between just a hundred and then 10,000. That's where we're headed. So make sure to subscribe. Also, thank you to people who have written nice comments in the, uh, the description or in the, uh, the comment section, I guess is what it would be called of the YouTube channel. I really appreciate that. Love interacting with everybody. If you guys follow us on social media at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram, uh, you know that I like to interact with people. You can also interact with me directly at by Jason B on, uh, on, you know, Twitter and in the Spotify green room app, the aforementioned Spotify green room app. And if you guys have any questions for us, you guys can also reach me over there, lockdownathletics.gmail.com. So that's that's all that. Let's get into just another loss for the Oakland A's. Uh, five to two. That loss is one five to two. It was, they scored a run on Matt Olson's home run. That was fun. They, they had a one nothing lead. And then uh, there was a runner on third in the top of the second inning. And Paul Blackburn was like, hey, uh, there's a runner on first too. And I got this guy at the plate down to two strikes. How about I keep throwing over to, to first base? And then he kind of threw one in the dirt, sort of. It, it got away from Olsen, like just, just a touch. And uh, Jake Bowers sprinted home and they, they tied the game. And from that moment on, I was like, ah, that's probably not a good sign for how this game's going to go. And then it didn't go well. Um, they, they scored three more off of uh, Paul Blackburn and, it was basically a leadoff triple by Jared Kalanick. And that was like, ooh, okay. And then he struck out the next two batters. And you're like, he might get out of this. And I got very excited. And then he walked a batter. And then he gave up a uh, another triple. So that scored two runs. And they scored one more. So, um, yeah, not a great performance overall. And the, the ball that uh, the second triple was hit, very deep left center off the wall, I think. Uh, and some people were saying that Mark Cannon probably should have caught that. Maybe we've seen him make those catches before and he he'll probably say he should have caught that ball, but it is a very low probability catch. He's not like the, the fleetest of foot and uh, he's got a bum hip. He, he missed time a month 
just a couple of months ago with a hip that he that was hurting because uh, Texas plays on turf. And so do I expect him to make that play in 2021? Like right now? No, not, not necessarily, but it would have been, would have been really nice to give that game one to one. Then maybe the A's went a two to one game instead, because uh, that would have been a win. A win would have been nice, but didn't happen. Paul Blackburn ended up just going four innings pitched, gave up six hits, four runs total, three earned. One of those was unearned because of that uh, slightly errant throw to first base. He walked one, struck out five. He was okay. It, you know, with slightly better defense, he probably would have lasted, you know, slightly longer and also not given up any runs. So not a terrible terrible outing by Paul Blackburn. And that's kind of just uh, Paul Blackburn outing. You're like, ah, oh, that was fine, I guess. Uh, the A's offense should have sure scored a whole bunch more runs, but they didn't. Uh, but yeah, so that, that wasn't fun. It was not a fun game. The A's playoff hopes are severely dwindling as we speak. And uh, you know what? We're, we're going to skip ahead. We're going to go West Watch now. Let's Let's talk about that. Uh, everybody won. The A's lost. That's that's Westwatch. Everybody won. The A's lost. So now the A's are four and a half back of the first wild card spot. That's the Boston Red Sox. They've won six straight. They're uh, they're not losing games, which stinks. Uh, and they got a series against the New York Yankees coming up over the weekend. Who do you root for in that one? Because the Yankees are also ahead of the A's. So <laughs> and also the A's would have to beat Houston and make it matter. So eh, we'll see. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays game to game on the A's. They are now three games up. Uh, they walked 11 batters in this game. And the Tampa Bay Rays, their opponent, scored two runs. So it's not just the A's that can't score when they're just given opportunities. The Rays do it too. So that's encouraging i suppose uh and then you got the new york Yankees. they are two and a half up on the a's and seattle who are now tied because seattle beat the a's uh but they are still half a game back of the toronto blue jays they, they beat the rangers and whatever they're, they're, they were gonna sweep the rangers the whole time it's what do they do the other three series that are on their plate that is going to matter for the yankees and their playoff hopes um so that's the west watch they every Everything's bad right now, and it doesn't look like things are going to be getting better. Uh, Chris Bassett is going to be starting on Thursday against the Mariners, so that is that is a good thing. That is nice. And I said before, he provides an emotional boost. Do they need to see him on the mound for that boost to matter? Maybe. Let's see how Thursday goes, I guess. But let's hope that they win Tuesday or uh, Wednesday as well, and then uh, they can split the series, and then we'll see what happens from there. That's, that's the hope right now. But uh, I said yesterday on the podcast that the loss was a missed opportunity because they lost and Toronto lost. It was a missed opportunity to make up a game. And today they lost ground to everybody because everybody won their games. And the writing just may be on the wall for the 2021 season, the A's 2021 season, just because they're not doing it. They haven't done it all season. They haven't clicked on all cylinders all season. Their bullpen this series so far in two games has given up one run. One run in what is it now? Five and four, nine innings. They've got one run and they've lost both games because starting pitching just hasn't gone very deep and uh, their offense hasn't done much. So uh, they're just not able to click on all cylinders. And what if they were able to play a, a full game of Oakland A's baseball, the, the way that they are constructed, they would be a very, very good team. Well, not a very, they'd be one very good team. Uh, not very, very. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw an extra very on them. That's, that's too much. <laughs> Too, too much, but they'd be a decent team and they would actually have a chance. But uh, it seems like one 
part of the the uh, the A's offense or pitching or relief pitching or defense. One of them is always working, and the other three are just pulling from behind and just keeping them down, and it hasn't been fun. And just after watching this team all season, maybe it's a good thing that they're not going to be making the playoffs because they have not been able to click on all cylinders for the entire season. If they if they had, that'd be great. And my my thought was if they, you know, were going to make the playoffs then they would have to click at some point and then maybe they can make some damage or do some damage in the postseason. That, that's been my hope the entire season. But if they squeak into the postseason, is that really what we want? Do we want them to just go get creamed in Boston and, you know, a one game playoff? Not necessarily. I think I've had enough playoff losses for a lifetime, uh, just enough heartbreak. And so maybe it's better that they're they're letting us down easily over the course of an entire summer. Um, but this does make me mad at John Fisher because you, you could point to Simeon, you could pro, point to uh, uh, Liam Hendricks, you could point to those two guys not being re-signed and being like, hey, if we had those two guys, this team right now would not be having these issues. They could be just as good as they had been the last few years when they won 97 games or were on pace to win 97 games. And yeah, that's true. They could have also, you know, gotten a bunch of other guys that also kind of cost money. Maybe they could have made uh, better acquisitions, not better acquisitions, because the guys that they got at the trade deadline were actually pretty good. But maybe they could have not given away Jesus Luzardo, who's been fine uh, for uh, Sterling Marte. And if they would have just paid some of Sterling Marte's contract, maybe, maybe. I, things could be better if John Fisher just spent the money. So John Fisher, spend the money, please, in, in in some way to help this team and to make everybody just like the A's again, because it just feels like the doldrums have been going all season. It's like, oh, they might move. Dum, dum, dum. It, it's been terrible. It's not been a fun season of A's baseball, and it's not the product on the field. It's just everything surrounding uh, the, the season. The 13-game win streak was cool, but other than that, uh, it's been... It's been a rough, rough season, both on and off the field. And you can kind of see that with the way the guys are playing right now. They they don't have that extra gear right now. They are gassed. And I think that that's part of why uh, some of the some of the pitching woes have been creeping up is because we had the, the shortened 2020 season last year. And uh, it's, you know, that's why Caprillian's probably been struggling is my guess. I'm sure that we'll hear a little bit more about that after the season comes to a conclusion. But uh, yeah, it just has not been a fun season. And so maybe it's better that we don't get our hearts broken in October. Uh, we, they they will be playing October baseball though. That final series against T or in Houston is, uh, is in October. So we will see the A's play October baseball for a fourth straight season. So that'll be fun. Uh, coming up on the show though, I am talking about what Matt Olson did on Tuesday night that put him in his own record book. Um, he set a career high in home runs. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, so stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I will be right back. This episode is being brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about baseball, and you'll find fans just like you in Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week on Thursday at game time. We'll be talking about 
whatever you guys want to talk about. I will be your therapist on Thursday and uh, we can talk about the A's. We can talk about, you know, cartoons. I don't, whatever you want to talk about, we will be talking about on Thursday at game time. We don't necessarily have to talk about the part of the field, although Chris Bassett will be starting. So that will be something to at least start the conversation on the right foot. So that'll be fun. So go download the free green room app now currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at by Jason B to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week on Thursday at game time. Talking about Chris Bassett and cartoons. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. I'll see you guys there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Also, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for anything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus that's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. And the way that you remember the promo code along with the site betonline.ag, it's NFL. The thing that they're the best at is NFL and football. And then 100, which is the the, uh, the the welcome bonus that you're getting. So NFL 100 combined, NFL 100, betonline.ag. That's how you do it. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And that's why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and wherever you like to hear podcasts. Or I, I guess it's an either or. You can do both if you want. I would appreciate both. Uh, leave us a rating or review if you like the podcast. Uh, five stars, please. And also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. Also, the, the Locked On A's Twitter account has been hit, sitting at 1,090 followers for like a week now. I'd really appreciate just an extra 10 people to go follow that account. That would be very, very much appreciated because uh, 1090 is just a weird number and I don't like it. Uh, go follow the account. <laughs> but let's talk about Matty O. Where did I write down his stats? They're over here. There we go. So he hit a home run against Marco Gonzalez. He set like a thousand home runs against Marco Gonzalez this season. That's a lie, as you'll see here in a second, because he set a career high with 37 home runs. Oh, well, I guess this season he, he hit one more. And so now he has a career high of 37 and uh, good for him. That's that's impressive because I thought that 36, you know, 36 to 40 is probably where his peak is. And uh, he's at 37 right now. Maybe he gets a couple more. Maybe he gets up to 40. And that's a really good bet, especially because he's hitting like 275 still. He's still hitting fairly well. But the thing that I brought up the first month of the season, and I said, this is a nice welcome change for Matt Olson. It's the K rate. The K rate is still down. It's because of the little red box that Ox Coffee wrote about in The Athletic when she was still writing about the A's for The Athletic. And his K rate is still just 16.1%. It was 31% in 2020. It's down 15%. He's nearly halved 
his K rate, he's been doing very good in that regard. His walk rate is slightly lower than his, you know, last year, I guess, but uh, it's still at 12.6%. That's still really, really good. And he's just a, a new, he's just a new guy at the plate right now. And can he hit home runs with the guys on base? No, but can he do pretty much anything else? Yes, he can. <laughs> guys on base, still a kryptonite. I don't know why, but it feels like all of his home runs are solo shots, but that's 37 RBIs <laughs> any way that you look at it. So good job right there. And uh, according to WRC plus, which is basically it accounts for ballparks and all that stuff. And it's uh, on average uh, with 100 being average, how good is this player uh, above or below? And so you you would look at Elvis Andrews in like April and he was like 20. So he was 80% below league average. He was not great, but Matt Olson on this entire season has a 147 WRC plus, which is really, really good. Uh, there's not a lot of guys that are above him. Usually like Mike Trout in his Mike Trout days would have like a 180 to 210 somewhere in there. So he's not quite Mike Trout, but he is the seventh best hitter in baseball, according to WRC plus this season. Uh, here's the list of guys that are ahead of him. It's Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's you know probably going to finish second to the one other guy on this list, uh, but it's only because he doesn't throw baseballs too, you know, for uh, on the mound at least. So you got Vlad Jr., Bryce Harper, who's going to probably win the NL MVP, uh, Juan Soto, great great young hitter, Fernando Tatis, same deal with him, and he's missed time, but he's he's so electric. I love watching Fernando Tatis. Uh, then you got Jesse Winker, who's also been pretty good. And he's been bandied about as a very solid hitter for a long time. Then you got Shohei Otani. Those are the six guys that are ahead of Matt Olson as the better hitters in baseball. Uh, you didn't hear Aaron Judge. You didn't hear Mookie Betts. You didn't hear Cody Bellinger because he's been hurt. Um, you didn't hear a lot of guys that you're used to hearing. It's Matt Olson and that group right there. Those are the best hitters in baseball. And Matt Olson doesn't get talked about. We're not going to talk about that, but uh, he does not get talked about. And that's a dang shame. But uh, so I just wanted to say kudos to Matt Olson. I wanted to talk about some nice things on today's podcast. And that is one thing that I wanted to bring up because I think that that's amazing. And uh, I don't know how long he's going to be on the team, but uh, I like having him here. He's, he's sure a lot of fun. So enjoy him while you can. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that during the offseason. Once the season's over, we'll we'll have a good uh a good talking to about what's going on here. But uh I, I also want to talk a little bit about Mark Canna because I noticed that his his batting average was not great. Um and I was like, hey, I wonder what his splits are like since he came back from his hip injury that uh, knocked him out at the end of June. He came back at the end of July, so he was out for about a month. How's he been doing since then? So I looked it up. Before his injury, he was hitting 255 with a 375 on base percentage. That's a that's a Mark Canna, you know, maybe a little bit high on the batting average, but that's a Mark Canna season right there. 375, yeah, I like that. Uh, since coming back from his injury, that's 56 games. He's hitting 205 with a 343 on base, and again, he gets hit by a lot of pitches, so it's not like he's working walks as much. It all of my memories of Mark Canna at bats are him getting hit by pitches, mostly because it happens all the time, but like 25 times a season. But uh, that's that's the Mark Canna memory, I think, is just him getting hit by pitches. So that's why he's on base is usually fairly high. So 343 since he's gotten back, his slogging percentage is down by 100 points. So uh, he's not, I, I don't think that he's got his hips working just yet. He's not 
really tapping into that power. He's only got six home runs in those 56 games, which he's not a huge home run hitter anyway. He had, uh, I think he has uh, 11 home runs on the season. So it's not like he was hitting a bunch of before, but you'd like to see a little bit more out of Mark Canna, I think. Um, and in looking at that, I was looking at all of the A's since, you know, in that brief period of time. And in that same stretch of when Mark Canna has been hitting 205 since he came back from injury, Seth Brown has actually arguably been a better hitter and he's probably a better defender too, because he can, you know, roam a little bit further. But uh, I, I think that he's arguably been a better hitter and he's hitting 235, which, you know, it's fine. It's not great, but it's fine. It's a lot better than 205. I will say that he's only got a 295 on base. So that knocks him down a little bit, but his slugging percentage because he hits home runs is 520. That is a lot. Uh, so if you're looking at it from an OPS standpoint, which is a metric that people use to judge people without like watching them on a daily basis, you got a 681 OPS for Mark Canna. Meanwhile, Seth Brown is above league average at an 815. And that's because he's got home runs mostly. And he's got one more home run than Mark Canna. He's got seven to Mark Canna's six, I believe. So he had six. Um, and that is, he's done that in 140 fewer plate appearances. And Seth Brown's game is mostly built around home runs. That's where his value is. So I'm not trying to say that, oh, look at this. He's so much better because of this one thing that he does better than Mark Kenna. But he only has eight fewer runs too in those 140 fewer plate appearances. And if you just extrapolate that and you know roughly double the plate appearances that Seth Brown was given, if he still hits the same number of home runs, He's knocking himself in seven more times. And then he just has to get one more, just get on base one time. And then he matches Marcana's run total. And that has been one of the things that Marcana has been good at over the course of his career. He had that 375 on base, getting on base and scoring was a big thing for him. And, you know, he's got a 343 on base. You would think that he would be brought around to score a little bit more, but Seth Brown can knock himself in. So that's why I'm saying maybe he's actually a better player for the last couple of months with Mark Canna coming off of injury. The last couple of months, maybe Seth Brown has actually been better. That's just something that I wanted to say. Uh, I looked at some numbers and I was like, hey, maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. Uh, not coming with hot take. Well, I, I got another hot take for you guys. It's about Sam Mull. And I'll be talking about that here in just a minute. So stay locked in with Locked On A's. And I will be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by Belt Bar. And now that we have a visual medium, I am going to bring out a Belt Bar. Because this one is absolutely del delicious. It is a cookie dough chunk. I don't know if you guys can see that because I switched browsers. Uh, this one is absolutely delicious. I had one for lunch. It's fantastic. It's a little salty, which I love. And it tastes like cookie doughs. It's got big chunks in it. It's it's amazing. All of their bars are fantastic, but this is easily in my top three. Yeah, yeah I've told you guys about Cherry Barcia. I've told you guys about the, uh, the coconut brownie chunk. This one is my other one. I, I don't know how to rank them anymore. My mind is a jumble, but these are all absolutely delicious bars. They're, they're protein bars. And so you're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. This one has 150, I believe. Uh, there's only four or five grams of sugar. There's only four or five grams of net carbs, and they're all amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy, and they're all available at built.com. And when you use the promo code LOCK15, you will get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. 
Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings all of your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and TV shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube or wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Wrap. If you guys have any questions, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So in this series against the Seattle Mariners, Sam Mole has pitched three innings. He hasn't allowed a run. He's looked fairly good. And that got me to thinking, hey, what's Sam Mole up to? And uh, before I was like, hey, Sam Mole, it was a cash, cash acquisition from the Arizona Diamondbacks in July. Didn't really think much of it. He pitched a little bit because they needed relievers. And then he was, uh, you know, th then he wasn't on the team for all of August. And then he came back up and he hasn't done much. He's had six appearances, but in those, what, seven and two thirds innings? Is that what I wrote down? I believe so. Uh, in 13, no, doesn't matter. He's pitched like seven and two thirds innings and he's got a zero ERA. He's been fantastic. And I don't know what the A's saw in him necessarily. Maybe they saw his spin rate, which I will talk about here in a second, but uh, he's had six appearances for these. It is seven and two thirds. I found out where I wrote that. <laughs> he's, he's been fairly, fairly good. Uh, last night he went two innings, gave up a hit. He hit a batter and he struck out three has not allowed a run in seven and two thirds. Uh, he's had six appearances with the A's. Three in July, three in September, has not allowed a run in any of those. And I find that impressive because he's a 29-year-old reliever who's kind of trying to find himself. And he's had six appearances spread out over three different months, and he has not allowed a run. And it's not like he's been pitching in the majors the entire time. The last time he was in the majors was with the A's in 2017. So it's not like he's had a bunch of experience. He's just been pitching in the minors, and he's like, hey, I'll go – go against, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Seeger and all these guys. Now this is great. Um, and in Arizona in triple a, he had a 582 ERA with a 157 whip. So not great numbers. And that was in 21 and two thirds innings pitched. Um, I don't know what the A's necessarily saw in him. Maybe a spin rate. I'll get to that here in one sec with the A's in triple a, they fixed him immediately. And, uh, he went to a 263 ERA with a 124 whip, much more manageable that 124 whip. And that is in 13 and two thirds innings pitched in the majors. Again, only seven and two thirds innings pitched, but he has a 104 whip. And if that's the kind of reliever that he's going to be. Even if he went up to like a 1-1 or like a 1-1-5, 115, if you will. Uh, I would also take those whips from Sam Mole, I think. Um, that's that's a good reliever. That's a solid reliever. Is he going to be your ace reliever? No. But can he be an effective reliever with something in the 1-1, the 1-5, 115 range? Yes, I think he can be. Uh, especially with his strikeout rate being, you know, 
good. He's got seven strikeouts in total, so it's slightly under one an inning, but it's it's been good, and his walk rate isn't super high or anything, so he hasn't been great. And he's not arbitration eligible until, uh, what, for two more seasons. So I think 2024 is when he can become arbitration eligible. So after the 2023 season, so this is kind of an audition time for him. I know that he's been used, he's kind of been used in mop-up roles or, you know, eh, we don't know what we got, but go get him. And he's been surprising me every time that he's come into the game. He's been, he's been effective. And maybe this is an audition. Maybe he's going to be part of the A's uh, bullpen for next season, which could be a decent bullpen if they bring back Jake Diekman and Andrew Chafin. Diekman has a club option for $4 million. Chafin has a mutual option for 525 that would be a decent amount of money for John Fisher to spend and all that stuff. But if you got those two guys, then all of a sudden you got Trevino, Chafin, uh, Diekman, Sam Mole, Michael Feliz, who could be another guy in the Sam Mole mold. Uh, I, I'm intrigued by Michael Feliz. I don't know if he's going to be the guy that the A's wanted to be, but he could be decent. And then you got uh, Diolos Guerra as well, who could be the, the new version of Yusmero Petit. He's been He's been fairly decent this season. And that is six guys right there that make up a, an okay bullpen. Maybe you throw in a, an actual closer and uh, you got seven guys that I kind of trust. And then maybe you get another one and make it eight. And maybe you go with uh, AJ Puck. Maybe you give him a, a chance over there as well. They've got some, some guys that they can use and make good with. But back to Sam Mole here, his spin rate on his slider on Tuesday, the average spin rate was 2,884 revolutions per minute, or 2,884 if you're just looking at it, you know, different ways. He topped out at 2,985, and uh, his average would put him in the top 10. For His average spin rate from Tuesday would put him in the top 10. He is actually number four on uh, in, in spin rate on his slider for the entire season with a minimum of 50 sliders thrown. So, He's got a really, really high spin rate, and that's probably why the A's went after him. Uh, his slider has been a very, very effective pitch, and that uh, that top out spin rate right there, that 29.85, that would put him in the top two according to everybody else's average, and they've thrown a lot more, but uh, that, that's a, it's a very high spin rate is what I'm saying, and that is something that has become uh, in vogue since you know the Astros started swooping up guys with all that high spin rate. Colin McHugh's once... Colin McHugh went to the Astros like 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. That's when spin rate became a thing and people started being like, oh, yeah, spin rates, that's something. And now the A's are doing it with Sam Mole and he's been pretty effective. Uh, his sinker, he throws two pitches. He used to throw four. Now he throws two. He's gotten rid of his changeup and his fastball. He throws sinker and slider. Now his sinker comes in at 94.1 miles per hour on average. It has a 222 batting average against. It has a 240 expected batting average. And uh, his slider is 84.1 miles per hour. It has a 100 batting average against and a 140 expected batting average. Uh, that's a that's a really good pitch. And like I said yesterday with Michael Feliz, that slider is effective. And if you can build something off of the slider and use it more, then maybe you can get some real good innings out of somebody like Sam Bull, potentially like Michael Feliz. Maybe these are guys that could be in their bullpen. Oh, yeah, uh, I already threw Feliz in the bullpen, so never mind. But uh, that's what they saw, I, I believe, is that spin rate on his slider, and they're having him throw it a little bit more, and he's been doing okay. On on the season, his slider has not been used more than 50%, but on Tuesday night, it was used slightly more than his sinker. So they're obviously saying, 
let that let that thing eat, as the kids would say, or you know, sports talk people would say. Um, so Sam Mole, could he be effective? I don't know, but I think that this is kind of his audition for you know to give him a leg up it going in the spring train. We don't know what's going to happen this offseason if they're going to sell everybody off. And uh, maybe that would open up a spot or if they're going to be competitive and they're like, hey, uh, Sam Mole, you're our new Adam Kalerik this season. Go get it. Go go get a spot. And maybe that's maybe that's the role that they go with. But if you got yeah, Diekman, Chafin and Mole, I, that'd be intriguing. Get three lefties going in the uh, in the bullpen. Yeah, I, I'm here for it. And also uh, Sam Mole is Again, not arbitration eligible for another two seasons, so he's making the minor, the major league minimum if he's on the team, and uh, that that's got to be music to John Fitcher's ears. So, uh, I thought that that was worth taking note of because he's been he's been good in his very very limited sample size. He has been good. The slider has been why he's been good. I mean, both pitches have been fine, but the slider is really what's doing the work for him right now. And uh, maybe maybe he's got an actual home here in Oakland for the 2022 season. I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah, so uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be recording my Ken Rosenthal roast about that article that came out, uh, you know, a few days ago and just going over why I don't know. His reasoning didn't make sense. I'm going to be going over his article saying that the Mets could just take Bob Melvin and Billy Bean and if they want them, basically. And uh, I'm going to go line by line and <laughs> rip it apart. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh Stay tuned for that. Subscribe so that you don't miss that episode. Uh, and I'm doing it for tomorrow's episode because the A's play a night game and then they have a day game. So if I record an episode, then it's outdated by 1230. And I don't know if you guys all listen to the podcast by then. So it's mostly so that uh, it, it's more evergreen content, I guess, for you guys. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go outdoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.